Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant. Another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churchtea.org. Talking about families today, really. Want to be families. Possibility about family growth. Uh, we've had some baptized, added to the family of God. We've had some dedicated, added to natural families, biological families, promising, committing to the Lord that they will do uh, all in their power under the submission of Jesus Christ to raise their children in a godly way. And now we're going to turn the corner a little bit and talk about, uh, about orphans, possibility of adoptions and foster care. So there's all sorts of ways that we are adopted in, uh, whether by natural birth, whether by spiritual birth, or whether by an adoption. Isaiah 1.17 says, Learn to do what is good. Seek justice. Defend the rights of the fatherless. Plead the widow's case or cause. Um, We are Patrick and Leah Clevenger, for those that do not know us. Um, And today we are going to be speaking about orphan care and how you guys can respond to that and how you guys can help um, the need in our community and worldwide. Sorry, this is something that touches my heart. There are currently 118 children in care through South Central Ohio Children's Services, and 16 of those children are in permanent custody and are waiting for a forever home, are waiting to be adopted. There's something that we all can do to respond to this. It's just not, I know we can't have like, everybody is not maybe called to adopt or foster or, but there is a way that you can help those that are in our congregation or outside of our congregation that do foster, that do adopt Support is very huge, and just like that said, if you do one thing to impact a child's life, who knows what that child can do and impact on down and on down and on down. Um, And so there is a way that we can respond to this call and to this um, plead for the kids that need um, our help. Um, One, um, how to become a responder. One, you can pray. Pray for the orphans and the vulnerable children. Pray for healthy attachment. Pray for the gospel to be spread. Uh, Two, we can adopt. You can adopt a child domestically or internationally. Uh, We know that we do have some uh, that are here that are in waiting somewhat to uh, uh, adopt internationally. Van Arsdell and the gal just here. Raise your hand if you would. Yeah, so they're on that journey, and uh, to speak for them, uh, there is a great amount of funds to adopt internationally, and uh, Ryan and Courtney have been blessed that they have those funds in waiting. The country they wanted to adopt from has shut down, so where they invested all their emotions into that country, into praying that God would bring them a child from that country, uh, it's been shut down, but I like what Ryan said. He said, God knew it would shut down. He said, I didn't think I would in I didn't think God would use me in foster parenting, he, but now they, they see how God's using them, so 
Uh, just pray for the Van Arsdellens, and I know the Gouges, they're not here today, but they're also in the process of adopting internationally. And there's many of us here today. Who, who here has uh, adopted internationally or domestically? Has adopted? Raise your hand if you would. This is not something new. There's several people here. This is not something new that just started with some of us. I don't know if you noticed over here, the Higginbothams and, and Tommy Evans, they had, they had adopted, and uh, Annette also had adopted um, way before us. So this is not something we've started here or we're pushing to make happen. It's not a ministry we want you to sign up for. It's something God is naturally doing in our church. Number three, you can invest. Invest your time, your talent, your resources to further the gospel and the care for the need of these children. You can become a trained, licensed foster family with the ability to provide temporary care for children in your community. Um, we became foster parents because we wanted to adopt. And we didn't receive a call or any lead on adopting. It just doesn't happen like that. They need to place a child in, the, in a home for a period of time till legally they can figure out what happens. So uh, we kind of thought, we, we just got to the point, we thought, wow, we're not even going to get the option of adopting a child unless we foster first. And I know for many people that's like, ah, I don't know how you foster. I don't know how you do it either. We just do it, you know. But um, So that's how we were able to adopt Benjamin. We fostered first, and, and uh, then he came up for adoption. So. You can advocate. Advocate by speaking out to raise awareness for orphans and vulnerable children. You can support. You can support families and adoptive families in your church by helping provide for their spiritual, emotional, and physical needs. What way have we done that? By support, meaning um, we have a thing called Meal Train. Rachel Ewan is in charge of that. And like when we have a family that's in our congregation that gets a placement, um, then we also we provide them with Meal Train. We set them up with meals throughout the um, week and. Possibly for hopefully for two weeks we can do that. Um, so that's one way that you can support um, the foster families in this church and outside of this church because um, we've done that too. Other ways we've had we personally have had support is like um, I've heard people someone offering to take someone's minivan because usually if you're a foster parent you already have children also and you have to have a minivan and they've taken minivans and they've cleaned them. They have come and cleaned houses. Uh, I know for us, if it wasn't for the Hineses, I don't know if we would have been able to um, be able to be foster parents. You have to have that second support system. You know, um, Aaron and Rachel, you know, they did what they had to do to have their home approved. They didn't have to take all the classes we took, but their home approved and background checks done. So when if we needed to go out of town for a couple of days or needed an overnight, it was approved for them to go there. So if you're thinking, wow, fostering is too much for me, but um, I would like to have some interaction. I know Aaron and Rachel, just to say something about them also, we, Lee and I were on vacation this year, and we received a phone call from um, a lady at JFS, Dominique, and she wanted to know, ask our group, Pure, if, if we would know anyone who would allow a couple young kids to come from grade school, junior high, to come and stay at their house for a couple hours until the person who was foster parenting them as a school teacher, he had to do something else after school, like attend a sporting event and collect money. And, and so Aaron and Rachel said, yeah, we made a phone call, and, and Aaron and Rachel said, yeah, we'll do that. And they've kind of been that few hour, we don't say babysitter, watching children for a few hours here there for them and that that's a big help for someone like that who doesn't have that support so 
The other thing we can do, we can go. Go on a mission trip to proclaim the gospel uh, message of hope to orphans and vulnerable children who may not have heard the gospel. Uh, utilize your training and experience to help equip children with life and job skills. At this time, we're going to ask the pure people to stand that's in the group and for any of foster adoptive parents um, to stand. If you've fostered, if you have adopted, if you've had a relative in your immediate family that is adoptive, if you are doing anything like that right now, if you would just stand. Yeah, I mean, if it wasn't for uh, people like this, yeah, there's Whitney. If it wasn't for people like this, grandparents that are helping uh, raise grandchildren. Grandparents don't always ask to become parents again, but unfortunately that does happen. So uh, we just want to say thank thank God for you and and what you're doing. So if you could have looked around and see the faces, just remember to pray for these people. Um, and that is making an impact on these children's lives. Um, the card that we um, spoke about, how to become a responder, and then we also have a card that is to um, pray for orphans and vulnerable children. Um, if you would like one of these, just so that you can remember how to respond to this, how to become a responder, and also how to pray for the orphans and vulnerable children, if you would raise your hand, I've asked them. Um, pure group people to pass things out to you. You can just put these on your refrigerator and it'll just be a reminder of how you can touch kids' lives um, and pray for them and pray for the people in our church that do foster and adopt. Don't don't ever think something, just keep your hand up, they're coming. Don't ever think that, you know, that uh, a prayer is something left for, for, for people who are intercessors or something like that. You know, we can say firsthand, Lee and I can, uh, just in the short time we've been uh, meeting with Mary Moore and her praying for us, and uh, just I think I think verbally sharing our struggles adds a different dimension. I'm here to tell you there is something dynamic about being authentic and about opening your mouth and expressing. You might ask, what is pure? You know, some people ask, what is pure? Pure is not a ministry. I'm asking you to sign up for. It's not something we're trying to make grow. It's nothing like that. It, there's, there's, it's something that just is, uh, when I came on staff here full time, one of the things that Aaron asked me to do was, he had it listed, he had it wrote out, was to start a support group for foster and adoptive people in our church. And I think a year went by before I ever really got to it, and probably was more on Leah's heart, she, she, she pushed for it, and, uh, um, but it's not just Leah and I, sometimes we hate so much being these point people, you know what I mean, we, uh, but it is, it's, it's uh, Pure exists to provide support and resources for foster and adoptive parents. Uh, and we also want to extend a helping hand to Ross County caseworkers in surrounding areas. We also do for New Leaf uh, little things we do for them, and, they, and they've done for us. To help raise awareness, we want to raise awareness about the need in our community uh, for all this. And, um, uh, and I just want to say thanks to everyone who's ever attended one of our uh, small groups who's ever ran in our 5k or attended or served who is ever a part of our uh, dinner that we did for JFS I just want to say thanks I'm um, a little bit more about foster pairing if something we've said or you want more information you can come see Patrick or I or anybody else that you saw stand can give you information about that 
I guess a couple things that Pure has been involved in, um, we have, and the church, we have provided bags for kids that come in care. When kids come in care, they come with a trash bag that is just thrown together. Or a pillowcase, you know, when they're taken from a home. Stuff's just thrown in a pillowcase or a trash bag. And I think we're guessing around. We've provided around 250 bags, and they've been out forever waiting on not us to give more bags, but, yeah, us if we can provide them. And we're getting ready to, to do some more. So so we're able to provide duffel bags, which they can transfer their clothes into a nice bag that they can take to, with them to their new foster home or home. And then we've put together a 5K that we raised awareness and money for everything that we um, made on that will go to Job and Family Services, and that will go for bags, that will go for um, the visitation room where they need diapers, wipes, and things like that. We did a luncheon for the caseworkers because they are very, they don't get much appreciation in our community, in our community mm-hmm. or sometimes they say it's a thankless job. Nobody seems to thank them enough. Um, we did a Christmas baskets for the caseworkers. We will be taking those. Courtney Van Arzellen will be taking that just full of snack goodies, just saying we appreciate you. And we do meal train. So um, that's some things that Pure does in our, in our church, and um, we just wanted to let you know that. And then there is a thing called permanency pack that Patrick and I came across um, at a dinner we attended. Um, this is for young adults, young ch- youth that are aging out of the system. I hate to use that word system, don't you? Yeah. It is a system. It's sad, though. I mean, I couldn't imagine graduating or getting to a certain age in a home and you haven't ever been adopted and you have to leave and you have to go make your way in this world with possibly any biologicals that you know didn't want you apparently and foster parents either. I can't understand that. But uh, So this is a permanency pack. It's about that. It's for kids who have just gotten to the age where they have to go on and, and get jobs and go to school and whatever they can. So this is, let's say a program, but a pact that you um, can help kids that um, have not been adopted and that they're meeting the world. Um, so we have a packet on that. Um, and here's just some ways that, that if you do sign up for that or you do want to be more involved, we have these packets, and it will tell you who to contact. But they give you some suggestions on support support that you can offer these kids that are aging out um, and have not had a forever family or a forever home. Um, you can give them a home for the holidays. You can give them a place to do their laundry. You can help them house hunt. You can provide food and occasional meals for them. And like I said, there's like 45 things on here that I'm not going to read. But you can be their motivator. You know, sometimes we need to be motivated. You can be their spiritual support. You can provide clothing for them. You can provide cooking lessons and assistance. You could just be their regular check-in. Like we, we... you know, we have family. We check in with our family. They know we're they know we're still alive. They know we're still breathing. They know we're still doing what we're supposed to be doing. These people don't have anybody to check in with. Um, you can help them manage their money. 
and help them pay their bills, just a phone call to say, hey, I'm thinking about you. Is there anything that we can need? So that's um, something that if you would like to have this, I can um, give you a packet and you can just read through it. And um, also you can contact Laura Barrington and her her information is on here with that. Um, so that's just ways that you guys can help um, the foster kids and orphans of this area and around. Read a scripture. Jeremiah 20. You done? Okay. Jeremiah 29, starting at 4. Ann brought this scripture up to me the other day, but I had read it sometime in the past year uh, in a blog or in something like this. I'd read it. And uh, I, if you know, uh, this, this portion of scripture kind of reminds me of the portion of scripture in Philippians that we so well evangelicals love to quote. But my God shall supply all your needs according to your eternal riches and glory. And I think, it, I think scriptures like that allow evangelicals to sit back on their laurels and just to expect God to supply all my needs according to his eternal riches and glory. Back up in Philippians, when Paul was writing to the people at Philippians, you'll find out that Paul very much touted and praised them for their concern of the spread that the gospel would spread in their area. So he was speaking to some people that had set aside monies, had set aside goods, had waited for someone like Paul, very well much wanted Paul or one of Paul's cohorts, uh, uh, labors in the, in, the, in the ministry. Paul, they, the Philippians, I'm talk, if I could talk to you today, the CTers, the Philippians waited for a return from someone that had been carrying the gospel Throughout other areas. And they had a gift waiting. Then Paul said to the Philippians. Not that I'm in need. Not that I have need. Not that I want your stuff. I've learned that hey. No matter if I don't have or if I do have. I'm fine. But I know that you have laid something aside. You have looked outside of your own need. You've prayed and you've. You sought the Lord for others needs. So my God will supply your need. According to his eternal riches and glory. Jeremiah 29.4, very much similar, the same thought. There's a scripture in Jeremiah 29. Who wants to tell me what it is? And tell me which, which, which one it is. 29 what, should I say to you? 29 what? 11. What is it? Come on, everybody in unison, let's say it. Prosper, you know. yes, yes, we know that scripture. For I know the plans that I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Do you know who Jeremiah was talking to? Those who were in exile in Babylon. Those who had been taken captive, who were prisoners, that were God's chosen people, who were suffering but taken exile in Babylon. Jeremiah went on to say this in verse 4. He said, This is what the Lord of heaven's armies, the God of Israel, says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem. This is what God is saying through Jeremiah uh, to Israel in exile in Babylon. This is what the Lord, verse 4, what the Lord of heaven's army, the God of Israel, this, is, this I believe is our call. Our call is the church. I believe it's our call. 
I think it does us, we do Jesus well if we can fulfill this. It says to all the captives he has exiled to Babylon from Jerusalem, verse 5, build homes and plan to stay there. Build homes, he told them. I know that you're in exile, but build homes, stay there. Plant gardens and eat the fruit they produce. Marry and have children. Then find spouses for them. Hear that, parents? I believe in that. Then find spouses for them so that you may have many grandchildren. I want to find spouses for my boys. Multiply. Do not dwindle away. And work for the peace. I like this. And work for the peace and prosperity of the city where I sent you into exile. Pray to the Lord for it. Its welfare will determine your welfare. This is what the Lord of Heaven's army, the God of Israel, says. Do not let... He's talking about false teachers. Come, we'll skip through that. Do not listen to their dreams. Don't. Verse 10. This is what the Lord says. Move into the city. Plant your gardens. Build your homes. Work. Do the welfare. Do all those things. Be concerned with the welfare, the good of your city, your area. Verse 10. This is what the Lord says. You will be in Babylon for 70 years, but then I'll come and do for you all the good things. But then I will come and do for you all the good things I have promised. And I will bring you home again. Christ is coming and He's going to take us home. But we will give an answer for the good or not so good we did in our communities. We will give an answer if I'm in my late 40s, 50s, maybe early 60s and I still got a lot of that, you know. And I could help out at an adult who has aged out of the system. And I could make phone calls. I could open my door for them for Christmas. I could possibly help them out financially. I could give them a place to lay their head. This is what the Lord says. You'll be in Babylon 70, but I'm going to come. for I. And then he goes, for I promise and I'll bring you home again. Then he goes, verse 11, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. They are plans for good and not to... How many, of you want, how many of you want to be able to say, be able to confidently say, I know, God's got good plans for me. They're not to harm me. They're to prosper me. How many of you want to be able to say that? Turn on over to Romans chapter 8. It's said that the welfare of your city determines your welfare. I, I'll tell you one thing I appreciate about people foster parenting that I'm around here, is they just don't take care of a child. Many of them go the extra step and they reach out to biologicals. That's a me- that can be a messy place. But I believe that's where God's called us to because in Romans 8, oh, please let me find this. I didn't like take, you know, I mean, I, I did, but... Several scriptures in Romans 8 about being adopted. 15, verse 15. Talking to us, brothers and sisters, so you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. I guarantee you children without parents feel like fearful slaves. I was raised without one parent, a dad, but I had a great mom. But boy, I sure could not imagine my whole life growing up in a home and no one ever take me as their own. If that's you here today, 
I pray for you. If that's you, that could, there could be someone here like that today. Verse 15, so you ha- we have not, brothers and sisters, we've not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves. Indeed, instead, we have received God's spirit when he adopted us as his own children. Now we call him Daddy, Daddy. We don't call him Heavenly Father from a distance, but he is Abba Father, Emmanuel, God with us, ever present. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory. But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. Your life easy? Shame on you. See me after church. I'll get this thing cranked up real quick. You got money? We'll take it. You got an empty bed? We can fill it. Maybe you are not a foster parent or an adoptive parent. Maybe you are not. But can you take the chance to contact Laura Barrington and say, Hey, this permanency pack thing, it scares me to death of what kind of young adult I would get in my home. But I couldn't imagine being a young adult and not having any family to go home to for, for the holidays. I can be real honest. And I'm kind of thankful we're not going to have a Christmas program here, 21st. There's a side of me that's years of, relig- years of doing church a certain way and seeing it on social networks and being around town and thinking of what other churches do at Christmas, just the norm, and that we're not doing anything like that. We'll have a great day, the 21st. Be here, come. We'll sing some Christmas songs. But I don't know about you. I can't hardly, I can't hardly in myself, and you can hire somebody else if you want to, but I can't hardly put on some big pageant here if I can't open my home to someone in need. I'll just tell you. Because when I read in Acts, the new church in Acts, I know one thing. It said they met together regularly. They prayed regularly. It said that they fasted regularly. It said that they they lifted up the Scriptures regularly. It said that they sold all their possessions, those that had, and made sure that others had what they didn't have. It said they had all things in common. We didn't... I'll slow down, Patrick. I'll slow down. Read it in Acts chapter 2. Read Jeremiah 29 again. Get in Philippians. It's a short book. You need to read it all. God is good. And there's been smaller churches do great things in their communities. There's a book called Little Town, Big Miracle, I think it is, if I quote it correct. The church that ended the foster adoption need in their town. I think Leah said there was 16 children that need adopted in this area. I'm not here twisting your arm about that, about any of that, but I am here to say this. We need to search first the scriptures, not ourselves, because we're screwed up. And we'll go to the scriptures with some preconceived notion of how we ought to work this thing out to be called life. We need to get in the scriptures and see what God says our life is supposed to look like and what true life is.
Thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for the freedom that we have in our country to stand and proclaim your gospel, God, first and foremost. I lift up other believers across this world that do not have that freedom, God, that they are still in exile. May they be reminded that you're returning one day to take them home. God, I lift up before you orphans, vulnerable children, vulnerable young adults who've never had an adoption. May you do for them what we cannot do, God. But may you convict our hearts on what we can do. May you stir us, God. May we push away from our table today and ask what you would have us to do concerning this, God. If my target is too low, God, I pray that you will help my unbelief, help my faith to aim higher, God, and to trust you. May your glory shine in our community because you've touched, we've allowed you to touch our hearts and to help out orphans, vulnerable children, and the people that do that work, God, that we would give them spiritual, emotional, physical support, God. May your name be made great. Thanks for listening to the CT Podcast, a ministry of Church Triumphant. Another opportunity for you to be equipped and encouraged to win, disciple, and send. For further information, go to www.churcht.org.